0: And one of the things we talk about is if we don't give effort, if we're not recognized for effort at University of Oklahoma, then I'm a con man and they're a fraud.
1: All right, guys, welcome to the Openway Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Kami Amarabian, joined by my host, Jack Shields. We are brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. You guys can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Google Play Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. Go ahead and drop us a five-star review. Just makes it easier for you guys to see us, and makes it easier for everybody else to find us. So, really appreciate that. We're recording on a Wednesday night. How's your week so far, Jack?
0: It's been wonderful. Uh, lady friend and I have been house sitting a house up in Edmond for the past week. How's that? There's a dog there, so it's all right.
1: What kind of kind of dog's there?
0: It's a he's a lab mix he's uh he's a little fucker but he's cool i like him
1: what's his name
0: his name is butters he's but- a yellow lab uh mix and he's he's fantastic i like him he he has unlimited energy but I gotta say i'm a little miffed that something was not brought to my attention earlier in this stay oh no apparently the master bedroom downstairs has a heated toilet seat and I didn't find Whoa. this out until
1: four days How yesterday's. do you turn that thing on? Or is it just, it's just always, always on.
0: What? Or maybe it's not supposed to always that, be on, I feel but like, it is I feel always like, on. Yeah,
1: it's a safety hazard. I yeah, I feel like maybe? it is too.
0: But like uh anyway, it's and it's also illuminated. So like So the vibe's real good. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's a game changer. It really is. It's sort of like uh, kind of like the first time you ever fly first class yeah it's very difficult to go back to coach
1: that makes sense
0: it's sort of like that like and i mean it's to the point where i was like looking for excuses to go back there like i would like go to chipotle and drink yeah. a thing of coffee i wouldn't yeah. actually do that that'd be gross but like uh <laughs> i was looking for like excuses to go back and sit on that damn toilet i mean I, I, it's an awakening. That's my next big purchase yeah. is a heated toilet seat.
1: Complete it, game changer. Is it like somebody just sat on it before though? No, it's like, uh, like warmer, <laughs> warmer than that. So it's like, just like, it's like and heated it, seats in your car, except, for except the on the toilet seat. And you can actually poop in that one instead of the car.
0: It. Of course. Yeah. I bet Why you not? could rig a car to where you could poop in the seat, but like, Probably. I think that exists actually.
1: that be, I guess. Truckers might use that actually too, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, maybe. I don't know. That would be useful for them, but I feel like.
1: <laughs> so I'm more. I'm more curious with this dog's name. Is is the family aware of the South Park? Oh, character of course. Named yeah, Butters? that's what he's okay. named after. Oh, okay. Then yeah. well, that makes more sense. I was like, what, what person is naming their dog Butters? Yeah,
0: it's a great dog
1: name. It's a fantastic dog name. But man, my I'm I'm just like chilling this week. I've been taking several naps. That doesn't sound like a bad week. I'm
0: not a nap guy. Like if I try to take a nap and I wake up, I'm groggy for the rest of the day. Like I go into sleep mode. My body's like, okay, well it's time to have your eight hours. Yeah. And And if you wake up after three hours, I'm completely out of whack.
1: So 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 I can't nap. So I've got this iced coffee in a coffee mug. There you go. I'm waking myself up, but. Anyways, hey guys, we got plenty of stuff in this podcast besides heated toilet seats, which sound amazing, actually. Um, Talking about change your life, yeah. Preseason FPI polls, spring game stuff, uh, NBA All Stars and basketball things, some of your Twitter questions, and there's other things related to the Sooners and old Sooners in general. Um, So let's dive on into that. So a lot of guys are on campus. Uh, spring enrollees are there you see them tweeting at their pictures like crazy Andrew Rame is still a guy that uh, tweets that still uh, takes his jersey pictures with his glasses on which I think is pretty cool Uh, he doesn't I don't hate it he looks pretty normal Kennedy Brooks take has his jersey picture with his glasses on and his glasses are off center so it's a little awkward and odd Um, but yeah guys Kind of like his running style yeah but it works it it, it works it's functional so guys are on campus, they're taking pictures in their jerseys. Spring, the spring is here. Um, the weigh-ins have already happened. Now, as far as being available to the public for weigh-ins and jersey numbers, that'll be likely to actually come within the next couple of days, most likely by this weekend. But, you know, it's still February. Uh, it's, it's not even spring yet. We're a couple of weeks away from March. But what are, what are some things you pay attention to in the offseason to keep you going as far as college football?
0: It, it's The pickings are slim, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I, my yeah. mind is on the thunder right now, essentially. Yeah. I mean, and a little bit of recruiting stuff, I guess. I mean, it's sort of seeing them plant the seeds for the 2021 class. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they've already done a lot of that, obviously, but they're sending out new offers like crazy yeah. over the past few weeks. So it's interesting to see which guys get those, you know, how many local guys maybe get an offer. Mm-hmm. But... As far as team stuff is concerned, it's, I mean, I guess waiting around to see what the deal is with the suspensions, I guess. I yeah. I mean, like, which is obviously a big storyline, but there's really not going to be any updates on that. There aren't going to be any big scoops coming out on that. Yeah,
1: like, you're not going to find anything out until yeah. basically the summer. And this this feels like a time where it's it's you're grateful to be a Thunder fan because anything coming out of the camp— that is, like, legitimate news. It's usually not good news. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, like, that's probably, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, this is probably why there's a ma- massive decline in attendance to basketball games for the Sooners and even the Cowboys up north in Stillwater because you have the Thunder playing literally every other day. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there aren't that many things to keep your attention in the off season unless it's, like, just, like, Oh, the XFL is on, and oh, you know, so and so. And we're reaching this. for yeah that. I mean, we really are it's.
0: I mean, I feel like they do sort of get it from a marketing perspective. Yeah. though the XFL does. They're it's one of the few startup leagues that has sort of done that right. I feel like I
1: read. I read. They've some some done stuff. some cool things. I read some stuff where they they've already surpassed the amount of money that the AAF or they whatever. did that like in the first week. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. That
0: is crazy, yeah. And they've got that I guess this uh sponsorship deal with Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah. Every
1: single locker God. room
0: they're celebrating with the Bud Light Seltzer. Even Landry Jones celebrating yeah. with the Bud Light Seltzer. Landry
1: Jones from Artesia, New Mexico. That is correct. Yeah, it's just like it's pretty weird. Like he and we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it a little bit later. It's just like really funny how they have those cameras on the sidelines. But Recently on ESPN, they they came out with the, the preseason FBI poll, and well, they had the Sooners third behind Clemson and Ohio, and Ohio State, and then to round out the top five, Alabama at four, Penn State at five. They had also had Texas at seven, and then A and M at eight. How much stock do you put into any of this? Um, see, this should isn't, we put any stock into it? See, this isn't really a poll per se because yeah, no. it's like the FBI
0: or whatever. But like, I I kind of sort of like obviously Texas needs to prove something in order for me to actually believe in them but I do kind of get it just because they're returning a lot of production so them getting a little bit of preseason hype isn't that weird to me right does that make sense to you and then A&M returning Kellen Mond even though he wasn't that great down the stretch last year I
1: really don't like Kellen I don't either but
0: like I, I guess returning a quarterback means a lot as far as like Returning production as far as these metrics are concerned. Unless your like OU, that, so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, OU's getting an upgrade at quarterback, but uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, you're going to hear. Don't pun- say that. Don't say that
1: too much. There are some Jalen Hurts truthers out there that I, really think he's pretty I fantastic. I love Jalen,
0: but ab- no,
1: <laughs> like he's a, a above. You're going to see a lot
0: of uh, national prognosticators who maybe don't pay that close of attention saying. Well, what's Oklahoma to do, uh, or what's Oklahoma gonna do without Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray yeah. or Baker Mayfield? And
1: there are gonna be a less. They of don't those listen. People. Yeah, there are gonna be so much, so few. Of Every those people. single
0: off season, it's how is Oklahoma gonna replace X skill position player? It turns out that Oklahoma recruits skill position yep. players quite well and has a system that's very friendly for them. So it's sort of a moot point at yep. some point. I mean, Oklahoma's always gonna be good on that front.
1: Do you think it just at, comes
0: down to defense and offensive line?
1: Do you think at media days this year one of us should stand up and ask a question on Lincoln Riley and be like, to Barry's point last year, do you think Oklahoma <laughs> will take a dip in production offensively this year heading into t- into the twenty twenty season?
0: Go for it, man.
1: I'll I'll leave that to you. Then uh, Barry's gonna murder one of us. Division
0: three basketball coach looking ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, those jackets are expensive. It's just like he looks like he bought them like at a consignment store. But they're they're so expensive. Like, I think I oh I think I was talking yeah, to all Keegan. All of his
0: clothing looks like it smells like smoke.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's fair. I think I was talking to Keegan or somebody, and uh, Keegan Renault Senior's wire, and just talking about berries outfits and, like, how much money those things are worth, especially those coats. it's just unreal. I wonder if Barry's going to ask that question again, but in I just, mean, that's
0: a lot of money to look like a tacky ass. I mean, he's it's wild. But he's Barry, you know? And it's all too big for him. That's, what, that's All of that's it's, it's too big. That's
1: fair. That's fair. It's like the real Slim Shady out there with bikes so with jackets. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this offense is going to be fantastic. And, like, I think I, I th- that could be something I see Barry... Tram going over there and asking it in jest and not seriously after seeing what they did with Jalen Hurts. And
0: that would be kind of funny.
1: I think it would be funny too. And but He's it,
0: pretty decent at self-deprecation. He
1: is, unless it's Russell Westbrook. Um, but if you're Lincoln Riley, and just as the head coach of this program moving forward, you know what, what is the most important thing to you that you feel like should or needs to be accomplished this offseason season? in order to really propel yourself into this 2020 season as far as going all in for a national title. Because at this point, it's not stoops. Uh, it's not 10 wins in a conference championship. It's national title or bust again. It's that mentality. So what's the most important thing that needs to be accomplished, you think?
0: Basically, as far as things that are within his control, offensively, it's basically just getting Spencer Rattler mentally prepared for what he's about to face, because the offensive line is going to be fine. Oh yeah, the skill positions are going to be more than fine. So I mean, it's just a matter of him being crisp while he's out there, and I, I think they're going to get that done. So, I mean, you're going to see a few hiccups, I think, in bigger games, but at, I mean, he'll be better for it eventually. So,
1: do you think we're we're placing too much? Maybe, no, it's not trust, but do you think we're placing too many of our eggs in one basket when we're talking about Spencer Rattler and what he can do after not seeing him play legitimate snaps this year?
0: I think it's sort of fair to ask that, but at the same time, he's as physically talented and as, you know, natural of a thrower as any quarterback that Lincoln Riley has ever had under his watch. So, I think... Obviously, there are going to be some hiccups, like I said, but I think as far as overall efficiency is concerned, you're going to see an uptick offensively.
1: Mm -hmm. I think of Baker Mayfield in his first year at OU.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was making big plays. He was putting up big numbers, but he had some some head-scratching hiccups. Yes, he did. You might have a little bit of that from Rattler, too, because he's a big risk-taker. He's very confident in his arm and his abilities, kind of like Baker Mayfield. But that's what
1: you want. Of course, of course. But at some
0: point, like... In 2016 and 2017, with Mayfield, he sort of uh,
1: he transitioned. Yeah, he he did. Yeah, he. I mean, and that offensive line is actually pretty good too. Finally, oh yeah, next year, of course. And like he's reaping the benefits of that, like big time. Because you you talk about and Rattler's
0: going to have a phenomenal one in front of him. He's going to have everything he needs to run the table this year. You
1: talk about be a Heisman candidate. Yeah, I agree. And he's a he's his odds are better higher than Hard G Ellinger. Yeah, Ellinger. And uh, you you talk about him being a gunslinger, and you talk about him being very confident in his arm to where it could get him in trouble. And we that that's exactly what people said about Baker Mayfield. And yeah, that's and you'll what see you a little, little bit of that. You'll see some yeah. head
0: scratching picks from time to time. But as far as Overall efficiencies concerned and yards he puts up and yards per play and things of that nature. It's going to be wild.
1: You're going to need that Gunslinger mentality to operate that Lincoln-Riley of offense. Of course, yeah, of course. Uh, because you saw, we, we see firsthand uh, the last four or five games for the Sooners this past year that if you don't have the confidence and really if you just don't show that confidence and ability to throw willingly over the middle and take risks, uh, as you saw it in Jalen Hurts, the offense doesn't run functionally. Now, of course. will you put up points just because you have CeeDee Lamb and you have all kinds of other dynamic playmakers? Yeah, you will because the offensive line is big. It'll, Last year you are referring yeah, to. Yeah, it'll dominate the Big 12. The off- That offensive line will. And you have CeeDee Lamb on the outside, and you have your own legs as a Jalen Hurts. Whereas this year you and have some
0: really good safety valves and guys like Lee Morris yeah. and Nick Basquin, I mean...
1: And, but you they, you never use them. And to play, yeah, exactly. And this year, you have a. And then last year, of course, uh, Jalen, he didn't necessarily have the best offensive line guys, especially on the tackles. And this year, I mean, Rattler got to sit out a year, and really understand the game at a deeper level, understand the game from Lincoln Riley at a deeper level, and his offensive line's better. Uh, does he have Cee Lamb? No. Uh, but does he have a few guys that are more than capable? He has Jaden Hazelwood, yeah. who is
0: capable of being every bit what C.D. Lamb is. Yeah, I agree, which is insane. So yeah, I, but I, it's absolutely true. Same
1: I, with Weese. I think you're totally spot on when you say you know it's getting Spencer Rattler ready. I think that the rest of the offense is ready to roll. That's yeah. literally the rest of the offense is ready to roll. There's only there's only one of those eleven guys that is not ready to. Hell, produce. you could
0: plug in one of these other quarterbacks on the roster, and it would still be an elite offense. Yeah. As far as numbers are concerned, at least. But I mean, with Rattler, obviously, it could be untouchable. So, since, especially by the end of the year.
1: Since you said getting Rattler ready, um, I'll go the other side of the ball. Um, and my job is to get the other quarterback ready, which is a quarterback of the defense, and get that other inside linebacker, Mike, ready to command that defense, whether it's Deshaun White, Caleb Kelly, Brian Asimoa. Uh, David Aguebu, who they have experimented with or are going to experiment with? Yeah, I know. I Inside, see the yeah the the look. A bit of an eye razor, but yeah, it's kind of you. you kind of it's where concerned. you're at
0: from a depth perspective, though. I mean, yeah, it's, it's
1: tough. And now you actually have coaches on the defensive side of the ball that you can lean on, like a Brian Odom, that people really like. Uh, Kobe McKenzie, we'll talk about maybe a little bit later. I mean, a guy that's massive uh, as and, reclassified and reclassified for 2021. For 2021. He because. He's a 2022 kid, and I was like, okay, I I really don't care right now. That's so far. He's out. He's already
0: physically ready to be and on then campus. It's, I it's wild. I guess him and
1: his dad figured it out to get reclassified for this coming class. So now it's like, okay, I care about this, yeah. this recruit now. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But spring game stuff. It is gonna be. I I had a, maybe a Freudian slipper, something like that. I just uh I thought it was gonna I thought it was 420.
0: Get your mind out of the gutter, Cammiar. Yes, 48
1: 418, April 18. It's federally illegal <laughs> still. <laughs> federally. But states rights, you know, states are different, you know. That's the reason why the Civil War happened. It's a joke, not really, but uh, <laughs> that's what pe- that's what people in the South will say for states rights. But anyways, Lincoln Riley didn't really want to say whether or not it would be a night game. It's going to be a night game. It has to be, right? It like will After be. seeing how big of a hit it was? Yeah. Playing under the lights, like, it was fun. Yeah, like didn't they? But wasn't it on a Friday last year? It was a Friday, but I mean that was because of the weather all the, situation, all the storms but, that were going to happen, and yada. You know, Saturday yada. night. I mean, that'll be
0: more convenient, like yeah. for families and stuff. Like that was the one exactly. complaint about Friday last year. It would be tough for families and, and people stuff still like that, but, showed up and, and getting um, off from work in yeah, mass. It's a great attendance. I mean, it's going to be.
1: It was like you actually saw an actual game,
0: man, with Rattler. Being sort of unleashed in front of the crowd, yeah, and with it being a night game on a Saturday, theoretically, and it could break the record for OU. And if it's for recruits, spring game, absolutely, for recruits,
1: and you know ahead of time, and it's Saturday night, and hopefully it's warm, like in the mid 60s, 70s, but like because. They had been stricken with bad weather for how many years in a row, or cold weather? It was kind of nice last year, and it was nice last, year, was nice after last the, year. The change because yeah. they, avoided, they avoided. Yeah, the they bad avoided weather. the bad weather. Yeah, because it was a smart move. Yeah.
0: I've been to some spring games that were just brutal.
1: Yeah, I I stay in those years. I think I think the last time I went to there's a,
0: usually a ton of wind. I yep. mean, I
1: pretty the, rough. The but, last time I went to a spring game that the weather was nice out was Baker Mayfield played but he was not eligible that year yeah. yeah where he just was almost near perfect and people are like oh it's because he went up against the twos just trying to fool ourselves and it's just like no he's he's just much better than trevor knight but i mean we've had trace atkins we've had lee bryce what what is the ideal entertainment
0: see it's sort of a moot point asking me because what i want is not going to Jive with whatever <laughs> Billy Bob from we Woka wants, and that person's going to get priority here. Yeah. And alumni are going to get priority here. Or I'm an alumni, but I mean, like, the big wig alumni are going to get priority here. So, I mean, I'd like to see I think Leon Bridges would be pretty cool. Okay. Leon Bridges is pretty great. I was actually curious and looked at his price tag for something like Ooh. this. Last year, Lee Bryce cost 150 k That was okay. his fee. All right the window for leon bridges is 150k to 300k so it's going to be more than 150k it would cost yeah. more than that but would they be willing to do that i don't know probably i don't know the the thing is i i think they're worried about bringing in people who aren't necessarily interested in football i think that's part of what that's part of the justification they've given before for bringing in certain artists
1: yeah so i don't i mean would he, you rather have Toby Keith there to a certain extent? Because I know he would do a favor for the University of Athletics. What? Yeah, I could see that.
0: I mean, I, I obviously I don't like Toby Keith, but I mean, he would draw a ton of people,
1: especially from Oklahoma. He,
0: he yeah, it might. They might open up the upper decks for that. But
1: play some uh, who some other famous Oklahomans that they could they could get for that.
0: Well, Garth's an Aggie. So yeah,
1: Gar- can't do Garth even and though
0: Turnpike Troubadours are on hiatus. Hope Evan Felker gets better.
1: Reba McIntyre.
0: Reba, there you go. I don't know. I mean, or maybe Vince
1: Gill. Vince Gill. Oh, that's the next thing i was thinking Is Vince
0: of. Gill touring with the Eagles right now? I don't know. Because he, he, I know he was on like their last few tours or something like that because he's, uh, I think he sort of plays Don Felder's role on guitar. And then Glenn Fry's son sort of plays Glenn Fry's role.
1: Here's my ideal entertainment that the old crowd wouldn't necessarily like, but the college crowd. And people like us would definitely like because these guys were popular when we were in college. And they still are popular. just haven't done a lot recently. It's the Kings of Leon.
0: A lot of people like them. Yeah. I mean, it, big OU I, fans. It, 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 yeah. It wouldn't be an embarrassing move. A lot of people like them. I and think they on a show. It would be safe. I think and they're big OU fans too. They are. I think it would be cool. They seem like cool guys too. Or
1: Hanson. Ooh. Mbop. I'd be down with that. Hear that crap playing like it's 1997
0: again. There you go. Like uh, the the equivalent for people in Oklahoma, (laughs) it's you know how everyone every baby boomer says they were at Woodstock, but there's no way that all of them are telling the truth. Mm -hmm. People in our age group, everyone claims that they were at Frontier City. In 1997, when Hanson played at Frontier City. Yep. And I mean, obviously, they're full of it because that stage does not. Nope. Or the area in front of the stage doesn't fit a ton of people, but everyone claims that they were at that show. Yeah,
1: the Hanson brothers—they were a big deal. I remember big when, deal in Oklahoma, when people mistook one of the the middle the middle one for a girl, Taylor. Really, yeah, well, they really yeah confused. Taylor
0: and Zach, the youngest one, were always mistaken for girls because they looked it's the like hair. girls. It's the The hair. oldest one didn't look as girly, even yeah. though he had the long hair. But what's his
1: name? There's, to, there's the a, oldest
0: one is Isaac. The middle is Taylor and, a and Zach. The, Zach is the That's youngest right. one. Zach is wow. the drummer.
1: We're reminiscing on nineteen ninety seven. Oh yeah. Good well, times. That was fantastic. But yeah, I think ideal entertainment, I would like to see Kings of on because those the, the follow-wills. They put on a good show. I've the, seen them before. They're they fine. love it. They love yeah. O.U. Yeah, they love big OU, OU Athletics. Fans. Seem like good dudes. I love Garth like Garth Brooks is like the only country musician I really actually am down with, but he's an OSU grad.
0: Yeah, he, he has played at uh Owen Field before, but that was a charity. Yeah. He did that for Toby Keith's That's thing right. after the tornadoes. Oh, yeah, but because they, they played so he they, wouldn't do it for the spring game. I think the OSU crowd would ostracize him if he did that for the spring game. But
1: they played Garth at the peak the other night. They played friends see, in low that, places. I, that's
0: I am trying to remember the last time that ever happened at a Thunder game because I think because they you would think that they would play the Thunder rolls they yeah. never have yeah right they never have that's ma- too I, easy I think, see I think there's maybe like a rights issue there because you know he's not on Spotify right. And he's not on. That, see, yeah. that bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. but
1: he's on Amazon Prime Music.
0: Is he? He is. Okay, he is. But Interesting.
1: Yeah, if you want to hear B- uh, "Beer Run," B W W R U N. Amazon Prime Music is for you. Um, or you could hear the Todd
0: Snyder version on Spotify. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not for. It's not. As, it's not as. I know, like it. Yeah. But is there anything that you wish you could change with the Spring Game in general? Like. um... You know, ones on ones. Of course, they never. They hardly ever have enough guys on roster now. Exactly. Now this this, this or year. Or that are healthy for spring. Yeah. I mean, they keep people out. They don't want to. This year, maybe, maybe so, because they had so many early enrollees for the spring. Uh, I I just keep on remembering Travis Lewis. the had team white, team and team red, and they had like they bet a steak dinner, and he showed up to he showed up to like oh, yeah. whatever, wearing a white suit. You know, you gotta love Travis Lewis and like really eccentric players. Absolutely. I was and, so uh, happy
0: when he played in that Florida State game in Tallahassee when yeah. everyone thought he wasn't going to play. It, it, and he ran
1: out there and played pretty neat. He got a he had a shark shaved in the side of his head. Oh but yeah. What what would, is there anything else you might change about the spring game? Like I don't know, like, in inviting another another school over, but that wouldn't happen because the NCAA. What 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 would there be that you could change about see the spring a lot game? of the comp- the changes I've had in mind
0: over the past have been done now. Like having a musical act. I mean, that's a yeah. good thing. And uh they're selling beer at the stadium now, obviously. Oh, it's fantastic. That helps a lot. It makes it a lot better, actually. Helps a lot. And then uh
1: Especially oh, Jalen Hurts is the like, intersection. The way
0: that the game is played and the format and stuff like that. They tinker with it every year. It's never perfect, so I don't really have any productive recommendation there. So i don't i
1: i'm kind of coming up blank here honestly yeah and that's that's a thing so it's like i can't think of anything about the game that we could change to make it better so i mean it's just i think it's just a good listeners if
0: you have thoughts on that send them to us and we'll discuss
1: them next week i mean like the fact that changing it to a night game was like game changing tells you a lot i think so moving on to some nba all-star stuff uh Buddy Heald and Trey Young were in the three-point contest. And, well, Shavano Rainier Heald, which is Buddy's actual name, he won. And Trey Young scored basically half as many three-point buckets as Buddy did. And Buddy actually won the three-point title right on the last ball yeah, of the rack. And very Buddy Healdish To beat Devin Booker. Electric. And, like, all of us in one of my Buddy's living room, we just all collectively screamed and took to Twitter to shout buddy. Uh, it's you, you gotta love it. I mean, he just got he got benched for Sacramento to come off to, to be the sixth man. And he's just been lighting it up ever since. And I wish he would just get out of Sacramento. But it was it was really cool to see a couple of Sooners uh in, Absolutely. in, in that in that. And then of course you know Blake Griffin's not even there because he's been hurt the last half of his which career, which is a shame. Yep. Because
0: last year before he got hurt, he was looking like one of the best players he really in the good. league. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, he's all of the complaints about him coming into the league about he was kind of one dimensional. Like yep. he was someone who could maybe be good defensively. He and could dribble with his right hand. And that's saying it. that he wasn't very skilled offensively. At this point he is so skilled, skilled offensively. Dignified. One of the most skilled offensive just, players in the league. It's amazing how much work he put into his knees game.
1: Those knees aren't holding up. And
0: yeah, exactly. And it just sucks that it's not working out from a health perspective, but hopefully next year he'll be good as new, but who knows.
1: Yeah, and then so it was really it's just really cool to see a couple of sooner's there playing in that in the three-point contest and of course Trey was there for three of one year and Buddy all, all of his career. And It's just really I went back to look at Buddy's career trajectory at OU. You look at his numbers year by year, freshman to senior year, and you just see massive jumps from freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, and then like the amazing senior year he had, were like in Lawrence in the fog, where he should have they they should have won. If Kadeem
0: Laddin hit his free throws, God, yeah, Jesus,
1: there are a lot of what ifs from that game. But I mean, that was like, that
0: was the best regular season college basketball game They gave him a ever.
1: standing ovation yeah. in the fog yeah. after the game, and then. When they went down to LSU, and and they were really not doing anything worth a damn, and then he just catches fire in the second half.
0: Yeah, the LSU fans were chanting SEC and chanting, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Granted, that wasn't a great LSU team. They did have Ben Simmons. He was great, obviously, but the team itself wasn't that great. But the environment they were playing in, and the energy in Mm -hmm. that arena... That was one of my favorite OU basketball wins ever. Man, I'll never forget with uh, Isaiah hitting that yeah. last second oh, shot, fantastic. and then Kadeem with the block to clinch it at the end. That's that was right. Just I
1: forgot about that.
0: Exhilarating, and then, doing it to LSU, whose fans are douche nozzles. So. What
1: what really sucks is like one of the things that really sticks out to me out of his career at OU, which makes it the most like one of the most legendary thing because he like hearing he so much praise from Kobe Bryant, and uh, was the Big Twelve. 12- uh, the Big Twelve tournament when they were about to go to the finals, I believe it was. About it to go was to the finals. I think it was
0: the Elite Eight when when Kobe Bryant saw Buddy Healed That's person. right. Yeah, it was in Anaheim.
1: But he uh, they're playing Iowa State. I think in the conference semifinals. Oh, I, I was there. I, yeah. I was like, man, they're gonna win. And Buddy half court heaves it because there's still that a second was, left. That
0: was West Virginia. Oh, was it West Virginia? I see. Yeah, okay. I was in the arena for that one. There's too. a
1: second left on the ticker. Yeah. On, on the ribbon around the stadium yeah, but, but that the wasn't the official one yeah was, had time run out and it was just a second and he heaves it it goes in and he leaps onto like media press yeah. row and everybody's like oh my god this is not happening and i was like this is the most buddy heel thing like this just adds to his legend and even though it didn't count yeah my experience with that was surreal
0: because i like before that it was looking bad like a few possessions yeah. earlier there were like 10 seconds left or something like that and like West Virginia was about to shoot free throws and they were gonna clinch it and stuff like that. And then I'm walking out of there with my buddy.
1: Oh, you'd given up. I had given up. Okay.
0: And we're going down the escalator at the sprint center, and we hear just this roar from inside. Oh, and we're no. like, oh God. And I start running it. back up the escalator. Like with like the opposite direction. Yeah. And I get into back into like the area of play yeah. into the sands and like I see him up on, on the table yeah, on the, on press and row and everyone's going nuts and some Kansas fan <coughs> excuse me he uh some Kansas fan sort of looks around at everyone and goes he didn't get it off and my it, that thought didn't even occur to me at the time because I didn't see the shot yeah yeah and my heart immediately just sunk to the bottom of my chest because that doubt finally entered my mind
1: yeah because i was watching it on tv and i was like oh he's got a second let's got a second left and then they show like the screen they show the screenshot of the ribbon where he's probably looking around the stadium says you know 0.2 seconds but then you they show the screen of right above the goalpost where it says zero and it's just about to lead the flick of his wrist and it's just like but even that even in that loss that that adds to the legend of Buddy Buckets. Oh as, yeah, of, of what I love. the to happen.
0: call on that too. It was it was Musburger and Fran Fashilla. Yes, it was. Yes. Fashilla yes, just kept yelling, "Healed, healed, healed!" It was like incredible. I mean, Jeez. I it's uh, I wish so much that that shot have counted. It would have been one of the most legendary shots. It would have been the most legendary shot in OU history for yeah, one, it obviously, been pretty and it would have been like one that they play on college basketball yeah. highlight reels forever.
1: And they, and, they still, and they still do during Big they 12 still Conference do, championship yeah. season. And it's just like... It's one of the greatest shots that never counted this, ever. This is why Buddy Heald is an OU basketball legend. He stuck around four years. He built his game. like He looked nothing like he did he his freshman like year. He averaged like nine a
0: game as a freshman.
1: And he was wildly inefficient.
0: Yeah. He, you could tell he was talented, but
1: he just didn't quite he have it. He came from Sunrise Academy in, in Kansas and... He just turned himself into this automatic, stupid machine that made bad shots all the time and just was automatic from three. So just really interesting. What was really cool about the actually all-star basketball game was the Elam ending, where instead of time running out, they got to a certain point. So it's like playing pickup against, like, oh, first one, 15 wins. Yeah. Which during the game didn't really matter. Uh, And then at the very end, it got super chippy, like in pickup, like, you know, first one to 12 freaking wins. It sucked that it ended on a free throw. That sucks so bad. But could you imagine an Elam ending in college football? Like
0: for, like, what are you,
1: in what setting are you? First to 50 wins.
0: Ooh, God! I mean, OU, OU would have, have OU how many, many would national would titles national, by now? Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's what I was thinking. Like, Lincoln Riley would have how many national titles? Well, the problem
0: is that I mean, if we're talking about like that Alabama Orange Bowl game, then I mean, Oklahoma like literally didn't get a stop yeah. against Alabama. in that Skunked. game. But they would have lost that Skunked, one. But, yeah. but it's I mean, it's still would, interesting
1: to think about. Yeah, because like it's fun, it's fun to it's fun to look at that, but at the same time, it takes away the illustrious like Vince Young Texas versus USC where time is running out and like so it's like a play course, against time yeah. and it's like oh it's a walk off or b- the belldozer in, in bedlam where he takes on a block he takes on a defensive guy runs over some other guy as time and expires, in the end as time expires or just and before time expires so it, t- it takes away those moments from you but also adds a lot more excitement to say hey first one of 50 wins or, but at the same time like sometimes that would be very painful watching army and you know Ooh, some uh, other school uh you might as well the last have a timer. 8 hours but it's just like, this. I like the Elam ending in basketball. It would be fun. It would eliminate a lot of dumb things. It would eliminate a lot of dumb fouls. And it would actually force people to not foul, actually. So, anyways, um, we're about to hit a break. We have some Sooner basketball talk. The guys that are 16 and 10. A lot of your Twitter questions, which are pretty decent. Some more stuff involving Sooners, former Sooners. Maybe some Heisman stuff and a Gundy. And then a little bit more of start one, bench one, and cut one. We'll check you guys right after the break. All right, Jack. So let's talk about a little more basketball, but a little more Sooner-centric, even though we just talked about Buddy and Trey for a minute, but more so just gloated on Buddy and how much I miss him and love him. Attendance sucks, man. And, and you t- before we started podcasting, you tweeted me, uh, or tweeted everybody, the, the Longhorns, Stadium, Their crowd arena. looked worse than any OU crowd It
0: looked worse than the OU Iowa State basketball crowd, which was one of the – that was the worst LNC crowd I've ever seen and for it's a conference To the game. point where
1: Mossman and them were like, no, students that have football tickets have basketball tickets too. They're just not showing up. So it's yeah. like – because and everybody else is calling students out, and it's just like – you're they really deserve calling to be to be called yeah. out, And with Top Dog there too, like you, if you don't, if you don't like, uh, they don't appreciate Top Dog. If you don't, the issue. Yeah, they didn't grow up with Top Dog. Exactly. That's the, they, the, who, what's this new mascot? No, yeah. it's not a new mascot. It's the same. I I would go to the game just to see Top Dog, and um, it's a thing where like grandparents take their grandchildren. You know, yeah, of course, and. Did it just is awful, and so, like, so what what are some incentives? And I mean, even
0: last night with it being the number one team, there were a lot of empty seats in the upper deck. Now it was still a decent crowd. Oh, of course it was, but it's the number one team in the country. It Show damn out. sure better be a great out. crowd.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the bare minimum. <laughs> and of course we've talked before the podcast, and a lot of it has this. A lot of this has to do with the Thunder moving into OKC and, and seeing yeah, what quality it's basketball it's is, is like.
0: A lot of people cite like the time commitment and the financial commitment of having to choose between the Thunder and OU basketball. I, th- I think that's a, that's a part of it, but I think it has more to do with sort of the psychology of the fan in this market. Mm-hmm. I think it's very difficult to go from watching a Thunder game where people make layups and hit mid-range shots. And don't dribble the ball off their foot. Yeah, it's just college basketball is often unwatchable.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I mean even for Duke, they make bad plays. Yeah, I mean Kentucky. I
0: I think like, and also when the Thunder moved here, the standards for what constitutes a big sporting event changed. I think college basketball sort of. Took a hit as far as that's concerned. I mean, if you have a guy like a Buddy Heald or a Blake Griffin or a Trey Young, that's one thing. Just automatically exciting. But if you don't exciting. have something like that, then it's very difficult to get the attention of the people around here now. I mean, it's, it, and that's not just college basketball, and it's not just OU. I mean, OSU's having trouble with attendance as well. Yeah. And Brandon, I, I, that's partially because they've been shitty for the past several years, but.
1: And, but like when, when the team is good, good, good.
0: I, I mean, and. The thing is, OU People basketball, they they don't just have to be good. They have to be entertaining. Yeah. Like, Samson, his team struggled with attendance yeah. quite often because it wasn't exciting basketball.
1: And they were good.
0: Yeah, they were very good. They were elite sometimes. But they weren't like.
1: that much. And it's just like the Blake Griffin show shows up, dunks upon dunks upon dunks. All right, we'll show up for that. The Buddy Heald show with possibly a final, with a final four run shows up, and that crowd wasn't even always the best but a lot of people were there
0: there there were decent crowds and
1: yeah. they were affordable too and these tickets are super affordable but it's just like they're so inconsistent it's they're not they're not going to make they might make the tournament, but they're not anything special. I think
0: they are going to make the tournament. This is going to be the third year in a row where they make the tournament without being a very good team at all.
1: It's possible. It's like, what, what, and what? see
0: that puts OU basketball in a weird, and the OU leadership in a weird spot yep. too, because OU they're making the NCAA basketball tournament. That's basically this program's standard: make yep. the tournament,
1: make the tournament every year, be consistent.
0: But at the same time, I mean, he's they're doing well enough that you can't really justify moving on from Lon Kruger. Yeah. So it, it, the program. I mean, just I could I could justify
1: right it by watching his offense. That,
0: that's true. I think that's the it's got one off. area where they could maybe nudge him out.
1: The defense is good though, and that's why they're staying in these big games <coughs> with like Kansas and Jim Molinari was a big time hire. Yeah, it, give Kuger
0: credit for that. I mean, that's helped immensely defensively.
1: So what are, what are some incentives that you might offer to students <sighs> in order to make attendance better?
0: They've tried an awful lot at this point. I mean, I I honestly I'm not sure if there's any magical marketing maneuver at this point that is going to get people in the seats to be perfectly honest Mm -hmm. i think the product just has to be better what if you i see one thing though person i worked with with the chiefs he also worked in the uh marketing office at kansas state and he helped with women's basketball at kansas state they gave out free bacon to students to come to the women's basketball game, and they sold bacon. out the student section.
1: No way. Go for it. What? Oh, what were those? What were those things that they were trying to put on your car window before they never even took off? Those big yellow things that instead of like you, it was a boot basically for your car, but like it like oh up a book the, on your windshield. Uh, the uh, what are those things not called? The
0: plankton. Uh, What was that thing? Yeah, I don't know. It was like a big yellow... barnacle. The barnacle. The barnacle, and it (laughs) got taken
1: away like a day later because everyone was making fun of them. You said the plankton, some character from Spongebob. (laughs) The barnacle. But yeah, it's like, maybe if you said, hey, the incentive is, you come to the game, we will prank one of your friends and put a barnacle on their car, and we won't take it off for, for six hours. I feel like that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. But would it fill the stands? <laughs> I think it, it might. i think, do it. I think the student section at least would be filled. Um. I, I, I. One thing, I mean, obviously they
0: sell beer in the stands. So, yep, I mean, that's yep. obviously if they have a fake ID or if they have a real ID, they can get their beer. Dollar
1: beer can. night. I like that. I think that would. I
0: feel like maybe improving fraternity relations and stuff like that, that, that would probably too. help Greek life. I think Capel made a lot of effort there. Yeah. Which you haven't really, I think Kruger probably has made some effort there too. I I obviously wasn't a student when Kruger was the coach, so Mm -hmm. I can't really speak to that, but I know Capel made a lot of effort there. So that's one thing he did right.
1: That's fair. (laughs) That is fair. And so the Sooners are 16 and 10. Uh, They've got it at OSU, Tech at home, Atlas, Virginia, Texas at home, and then they round out the season at TCU. They realistically, to me, need to win three of the next five, three of those remaining five to get into the tournament. I definitely think they should beat the heck out of OSU, but you never know with OSU. They can beat Tech at home. They can beat Texas, and they've already shown that they can beat TCU this year. That West Virginia game, I don't think West Virginia is like super incredibly dominant. Now Oklahoma beat them and it, it's in a, in a, a good big showing. win from an NCAA tournament yeah, perspective
0: because they 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 West Virginia gets a lot of respect like in the net rankings yeah. and stuff like that. So that was a big win.
1: I think all these games are legitimately winnable at different variations of difficulty, but I can see OU beating OSU, Texas and TCU or OSU, Tech I, and I Texas. I can
0: see them maybe beating Tech at the peak. Yeah. That's I mean, right. It's I think Sunday. I think that's doable. I mean, Tech's pretty good, but they're they're beatable.
1: So I, 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 I could think, see that happening. Yeah, I, I could definitely see them winning three of those games. And, you know, like you said, I think it, that would get them into the tournament. That would and do winning it. Yeah, 9-9 would get them in. And uh, Debian Harmon, I thought he had some interesting comments about his own frustrations with the team. Not necessarily about uh, how much he doesn't like the team or like how the team is performing. His frustrations mount from the unsure of who's in the starting lineup every night. Well, that's because it involves him. Yeah, it's fair. You know, but like, Alondis Williams is going to be there one night. I'm in favor of Alondis Williams. I like him now.
0: The thing is, I'm not sure if Harmon's the one you take out. I think maybe you take out Reeves.
1: God, yeah. He he hasn't deserved I mean, he's he's comically inefficient. It's no coincidence during the West Virginia game when he kept on fouling people that when he went to go sit down. When he wasn't there to take bad shots, the Sooners increased their lead with Reeves sitting on the bench. And when he, because it forced them to play through Manic and Doolittle, and then when he came back in, the lead somehow shrunk a little bit more because taking transition off balance threes and transition off balance mid range jumpers. Are Iso not Austin, good that's his new nickname. Iso Austin, God, how about it's that? It's just so bad. Like I, I don't. And you know Kruger's on his ass about it in practice. Like, stop taking those shots. They're bad shots. They're bad quality shots. And he still does it. So Debian Harmon, of course, uh, he has frustrations because a lot of his stuff is at stake as far as like playing time, where he should play, him and Jamal Bienemy, him and Alanis Williams, who's playing where. If it was up to me, I'd play Harmon. I would play Bienemy, and I would play Alonzo Williams. I would too. Bienni's confident now too, and he's a great yeah. defender. I mean, I'm all in favor of Bienemy. I'd have Reeves come off the bench, sixth yeah, man, yeah, until he finds a shot. Tinker like, with it, yeah, just his, let him do that. His efficiency is like literally less than half of what it was at Wichita State from three. It's crazy. It's bad, and so and honestly, I'm just gonna say this again. This probably has to do something with Long Kruger's offense. It's of not course. good. There's not a lot of pick and roll. There's not a lot of pick the and pop. The leash is
0: too long, and the light is too green.
1: Just, it's, I, I hate it. I hate it all with that style of offense. I think it bleeds into some of those frustrations. It's, see, it's all great when you have
0: Buddy Heald and Isaiah Cousins out there, yeah. but when you have guys <laughs> yeah. who are limited, it's really frustrating. Yeah. It's, oh
1: God, I hate it. It's so bad. But we have some Twitter questions, and uh, one of them, I guess, can serve as a recruiting outlook, kind of. We'll talk about it a little bit more, but one of them is from that blonde girl at OU Girl. Um, Robin's a fantastic person and an even a uh, better friend. She says Pod Dog, and I always forget what this means. But I think it's time to talk about like maybe your favorite dog. Um, do you someone do you a-
0: who can be the face of this podcast?
1: Yeah,
0: I right now Butters is in the contention the dog i just dog-sitted
1: what about your parents dog
0: nick so, is great what about nick? nick is like an adorable dog he looks like a like a show dog golden retriever he's very he, he's he's ornery yeah but he is he's a good fantastic boy. he's a very good boy yeah. he's very sweet he's like seven and a
1: half yeah I he's I'm not at, too hyper i think i met nick once right and you did meet yeah, Nick. We yeah, we podcasted. He, he
0: came over while we were podcasting, and he puts his head on your leg while you're podcasting.
1: He's a good boy. He yeah. is a very good boy. 10 out of 10. Uh, but yeah, You've got some pod dogs here. i got some pod dogs here. One's in the bedroom next to me watching. <laughs> She's actually watching an ESPN 30 for 30. Which 30 it's for the, 30? Oh, that, it's the one with Coach Mack at Colorado. Great one. And it's got Eric Biennemi, yep. Jamal Biennemi's uncle, yep. uh, who should be a head coach, but for some he reason... He absolutely should be a head coach. Nobody's hiring him away, and, and I, as you being a Kansas City fan, I'm sure you don't mind that. He, he's not being hired away. It, well, see, I'd, I'd like
0: to uh, see him hired away because it's bullshit that he's not yeah, being I mean, hired. Yeah,
1: you, you'd like to see better for him, but at the same time, it's you're not necessarily upset he's going to be still a I mean, a as, as selfishly as a Chiefs <laughs> yes, fan, I like to
0: have him around because he's awesome, but... He absolutely deserves to be a head coach. He, his name's been thrown around for the Colorado gig, but if I were him, I wouldn't do that. Nope. I know, obviously, he's an alumni, but yep. that is a dead-end job. Yep. Don't take they, it. They don't put enough resources into that gig. They don't really have very fertile recruiting ground. I mean, Boulder's great, but I mean, if you're not going to They haven't been good since yeah. Gary
1: Barnett and like Bobby Purify, and yeah. those folks were still there. Oh, I loved
0: that backfield. Chris yeah. Brown, Bobby Purify,
1: Purified. the Houston kid. It was, it was kid. good. It was good. They were good. I remember I remember reading those Sports Illustrated magazines and the Athlon Sports and seeing Bobby Purify and all those guys in the cover. I was like, oh, and they, they were like Athlon Sports would say, oh, that's a loss, or that they put an asterisk and like, oh, this is a game that we have no idea what's going to happen, and that game was an asterisk for OU back way back in the like, 2001. Yeah,
0: oh, you uh, did. Uh, was fun. Trying to think, oh, you did win that game. They did. Yeah, they did. Barton. Or no, they didn't play them that year. They didn't play them till '02. That's right. And they, yeah, they, didn't they Big it, title because yeah, because the too. Uh, the. South-North scheduling was the same in 2000 That's as it right. was in That's 01. Right. So they played Nebraska and K-State and Kansas again in 01 mm-hmm. and switched over Man, to Colorado. I'm, I
1: miss 02. having 12 teams in the league.
0: You do, too. Who would be, right now, who would be your two that you would add? Two Arizona schools. Two, two Arizona schools. schools. Same, same here.
1: It makes too much sense. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, the Pac-12 is struggling so much from a revenue, revenue perspective. Yeah. I mean, they, you might be able to Especially convince them. Especially
1: with the SEC deal where they're making way more now, like... Dude, scoop up both those Arizona schools. I don't give a crap about what BYU's whatever statements are on athletics. Get them for football only. Yeah. And then it. just add, like, I don't know, somebody yeah. in the—add Cincinnati because you wanted them in the first place so many give, times. Give
0: West Virginia a neighbor.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, instead of going to 12 or the Big 12, now you'd be at 14, and you'd be more perfect with that. Or just take the Arizona schools— you take Colorado back who'd be probably more than likely willing to jump and add Cincinnati. I don't know. I think
0: Colorado kinda likes being out there you think from so? a cultural perspective. Yeah. I think they mesh a little better out with the pac twelve, but uh
1: then you could split Big Twelve East. Utah West.
0: maybe would be one that you mm, could consider. I like that. But
1: See, it's peak off season. We're talking about conference alignment. I, I I never get tired <laughs> of it. I really don't. That'll be a conversation we definitely have in the spring. Oh man, it's it's good times, but um, I mean, it's the ultimate clickbait
0: source. Always, <laughs> I mean, always is. Always so, is.
1: That, and the Big 12 could go ahead and spend millions that of dollars. never runs dry. The Big 12 could spend millions of dollars on a search firm and just realize, you yeah, know, we're going to stand put and make everybody, including myself. I was, so, I was so angry because I was championing BYU as a great, great conference member. And I, I, I literally, in a span of like a week, I got roughly 50 BYU followers. And they were like, this guy wants BYU in the Big 12. I was like, yeah, because like you look at their history, you look at their stadium. Well, and you look at how many fans they have. Yeah, it's, it's a, a massive huge fan base. base. Why not?
0: Every Mormon is mountains? a BYU fan, pretty much. It's not like Notre Dame where you know most Catholics are like, sort of like, kind yeah. of like eh, Notre Dame, I kind of like them. BYU,
1: the Mormons yes. are all in on BYU. It's a brand. Just the why. That's all yeah. you need. And, and so... They'd be fantastic, but, again, they couldn't get over a lot of stuff, and I don't even know if they actually intended to expand, even though they spent those millions of dollars. But next question is from at Aaron Sneerly. Aaron Snearly? LeBron the Goat is his Twitter name. He wants to know the outlook for the 2021 recruiting class. So I just went with a couple of big names that they're definitely – Wanted to get, of course, Caleb Williams, a quarterback who actually now, on the updated 2021 rankings, is the number one quarterback. And a lot of signs point to him signing he's with He's higher ranked
0: than the Vandergriff get, yep.
1: even. And when Vandergriff signed during the summer, the he was number passer, one. the pocket passer.
0: This guy's the dual threat.
1: And, and, and people are like, but he had, because Caleb Williams, he took pictures in the Clemson uniforms. And people are like, oh, no, he's going to Clemson. And then took pictures in the LSU uniforms. Like, oh, no, he's going to go be at LSU. I would say if I were an Oklahoma fan, I'd be very comfortable with Caleb Williams being my signal caller for the 2021 class. He likes OU. Lincoln really likes him a lot more. One
0: comp that I kind of like for Caleb Williams is a right-handed Tua. He kind of moves around it's like him. not bad. Him. He kind of moves around like him, and his throwing motion is kind of similar. He's a little more athletic, a little more straight line speed, but not much more. I mean, he's yeah, a dual yeah, threat yeah. guy, but he's not, he's not a Kyler Murray as of far course, as speed is concerned. Course. I mean, he's... He's good, though. He's someone who would be fantastic at OU, especially in Lincoln-Riley's yeah.
1: system. And, yeah, Caleb Williams is you know one of the top guys in the top 100, and the number one quarterback. And DeMarco Murray, his main assignment basically is, hey, you come here, you're learning on the job as far as coaching, you get me one of these two guys, or both, I don't know. You get me Kamar Wheaton from Garland, Texas, I mean, you were a cowboy when he was growing up, and you were the face of the Cowboys for that, for that time, as far as like the NFL leading rusher and dynamic athlete. Or you go get me and Travion Henderson from the East Coast, where Oklahoma's had a lot of success lately with Lincoln Riley. And that's from in Virginia. Uh,
0: Washington Redskins country, too. So he's well aware of DeMarco Murray as well. So,
1: so you go get a bit of weight there. One of those two guys. And I have nothing to say as far as like Oklahoma, who's leading for who, because honestly. There are so many offers going out this past two weeks. You can't really get a grasp on it until spring game um, and more of these other Sooners squad link up 21, whatever it is that they're using. You can't get a grasp on it. Uh, But the main thing you can see with the 2021 recruiting class is lock down the state of Oklahoma. Ethan Downs is already The ones that you want at least. Yeah, yeah. Ethan Downs already is sooner, and you've got some more quality guys on defense. Kendall Daniels from Beggs, who we actually had to Google where Beggs is before the podcast. A 6'4 safety, which basically, that's, a, that's an Alex Grinch wet dream right there. 6'4 yeah, 190 from Beggs, which is an in-between Oakmogi and, where is it, Sepulpa? Oh, between Sepulpa and Oakmogi. Yeah. And it's about 1,300 people living there. He's six foot four. He is incredibly, incredibly long athlete. Incredibly long arms. He got his fourth star today. Um, he's a guy that's trending Oklahoma's way. And then you've also got AJ Green from Tulsa Union. He is five eleven. You know, it's he's not the six foot one guy that Alex Grinch wants, but he's five eleven. But he's packing one ninety. So this man is about five inches shorter, about half a foot shorter than Kendall Daniels. But weighs 190 because you want these bulky guys that you can jam at the line, and you got to know he's got some speed. So, I mean, in cleats, he's probably about six foot. But regardless, you box off the state of Oklahoma for defense Ethan Downs, Kendall Daniels, A.J. Green. Those are guys that are trending Oklahoma's way for 2021. And then Caleb Williams, that quarterback signal caller, and then DeMarco Murray's brought in really one thing. You get me one of them two running backs, one of them two five-star running backs, and your job is done. It's taken care of. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of what it is right now, but we'll know more in the coming weeks with the spring game. Who's going to come? Who the, Who's going to be at Lincoln Riley's house a Sunday morning after eating the you know, Caitlin Riley's bacon and yada yada, having a good time? I remember when Bob Soup's invited all the guys to his house after a spring game or something like that, and... Baker Mayfield was playing with one of the turtles near his pond, and everybody was like, Did he kill that turtle? <laughs> because like, he kept on playing with it, and then he never saw the picture of the turtle. Like, oh, God, I think he might have accidentally killed the turtle. So maybe we'll have to ask him. I've about. never heard that before. <laughs> it's kind of concerning, but I'm not trying to get pedo on this podcast. But T Pav. Let him come at us. T Pav 58491713 says, I think this is a good question. Which h- recent hire do you think will impact the Sooners more? Jamar Kane or Demarco
0: Murray. See, cause Kyler Murray, it's gonna be purely running back with him as far as recruiting's concerned. You Demarco Murray for Demarco. I'm gonna go. No, I'm going Kane. Okay. Because his part of his role is to reestablish OU's recruiting connections in Northern California, mm-hmm. which it was very strong in Fresno for a while and in Northern California for a bit, but it's sort of waned in recent years. So that's a big thing. The, you know, like Alabama and Clemson have been moving into that area. know you mm-hmm. sort of been overtaken as the out-of-state school that was raiding that place. So Kane has been brought in to sort of reestablish that. And also, I mean, I think it's also just because he's a great coach and he's not just helping with outside linebackers. He's going to be helping
1: line, Thibodeau, with Thibodeau with the defensive line. Yeah, those, all, those, All those guys are going to be in the same room together, which is going to be fantastic. I agree it's Kane. Uh, Murray, like I said, Murray's job is get me Travian Henderson yeah. or get Very me Kumar Obviously, that's why he was brought in and that's why,
0: yeah. what's his face, we've already forgotten his name. Bullware is yeah. no longer here.
1: So and, obviously
0: it's an important
1: role. And honestly, let's let's, let's be honest here. Oklahoma's going to get a four-star running back regardless. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is going to be. Oklahoma's going to get an above average to pretty good running back. We don't want pretty good, you above want average. Great. You want elite. Uh so Murray's job is strictly that and Oklahoma's gotten above average to pretty good running backs every year regardless cuz Oklahoma, Kane, they signed three or four of the top 30 guys from California to arizona state and that doesn't happen to arizona state that's not a thing so jamar Cain's, uh you know his experience in in north dakota state winning championships his experience at ohio wyoming where he just met alex grinch's staff actually and uh, under herm edwards herm knew he was gonna be leaving pretty quickly uh just he he's a bigger hire co- from his coaching standpoint yeah. from a recruiting standpoint a lot of things there um jeremy phillips asks is ou hoops just treading water or can they beat anyone good? And we talked about it a little bit. I mean they did West Virginia's good. They can beat good teams. They they're can. Com- they they're just competing. don't. They're competing with the good teams, but down the stretch it seems like they just seem to wilt because either Brady Manic's not on or Doolittle isn't on or Austin Reeves is just shooting you out of the game by the treading end. Treading water is a very good analogy, like not analogy. just
0: for this season or this team, but the program in general, it yeah. seems like they're treading water.
1: I agree. I mean, I, I, think they're tre- I think they're treading water, but I think they had the ability to beat somebody. Good. Like, it wouldn't all surprise if, me. If
0: they get some of these 2021 kids like Trey Alexander or yeah. a couple of these, you know, one of these five-star visitors that has been here recently, then they, I mean, then the excitement can come back a little bit. Like, it wouldn't surprise so, I mean, me. maybe that would help,
1: but. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they made the NIT. It wouldn't surprise they'll me. They'll make the tournament. I it wouldn't think. Su- they'll make the NCAA It wouldn't surprise me at all if they lost the first round of the tournament. I it think
0: that's probably the most likely scenario.
1: It wouldn't even surprise me if they ended up making the Sweet 16. This team is so like weird as far as they're competitive in all of their games. They can beat. Good teams. They nearly
0: beat Baylor in Waco. They near. They got very close to beating Tech in Lubbock.
1: they nearly beat Baco, Baco, Waco. Wake, uh, Baylor both times. They were yeah. competitive. They should have beat the one them in Waco. If they could shoot in the game in yeah. Norman, they would. It's same with the Waco one. I mean, they it's just could not shoot. So they can be. They can compete with good teams and manic surprisingly has been a really really good down low
0: consistency has been his biggest issue heading yes. into this season yes. he has been in conference play he's been the most consistent performer yeah, i agree which you know props to him on that i yeah. mean it seems like he's sort of overcome a bit of a mental hurdle as far as that's yeah. concerned which is very good to and see.
1: running the offense through him and do is so good and what's even better is that brady mannick's going to be eligible for his like 30th season yep. next year now you're going to see do little go you're going to see him move on. Granted, he's the only departure, so I would expect to see this team. They, they're they not going
0: to be a great basketball team next year, but they'll probably make the tournament yeah.
1: next year. And you'll see Jalen Hill a year older, a Walker a Walker, a year older. Uh, you'll Harman. see Harmon. Harmon will be more fine-tuned as a, dude, guard, back, as a point guard. Everybody's coming back. Which he needs some fine-tuning as a point guard. alana Williams another year in the system. Yep. Jamal Biennemi another year in the system. Who am you I get missing? The, the
0: Phipps kid from uh, Booker T. Washington yep. coming in, a great sharpshooter.
1: So, you're and getting Reeves guys. And back, yeah. And so. I really like that Alonis. Maybe he won't suck next year. So. Alonis Williams is like one of the Juco products that has really panned out for Big fan for of Alan. him. Big I, fan. And he's not afraid to throw his it down. His effort is
0: consistent, too.
1: Like, he's one of the first dunkers for OEFC in a while that I'm like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do more of that. Like, yeah. he's not afraid to take off. Yeah, he, he's before. not. He's successful fairly often. Fantastic. Stick it. his freaking form in the rim. I'm, I'm here for it, buddy. But other things, moving on, just random things related to the Sooners. Um, or just not, because one of these things is not like the other. The XFL. Landry Jones gets his first start in the XFL. Uh, throws some Landry Jones <laughs> interception. As is tradition. And they interviewed on the side on the sideline. And I forget how Landry Jones talks. I forget his tone of voice until they put the mic in his face. He's like, oh, you know, you just, just got to be better. And I'm like, why? No. <laughs> There's no way, and like you said earlier, after the game, him throwing down some <laughs> seltzers, Bud was a Bud Light, Bud Light, Light seltzers. Seltzer. That's like a big sponsorship like thing with the, Lord, the XFL. They, win or lose, they're throwing down some Bud Light seltzers after the game, and it's just <laughs> but Bob Stoops. Have you
0: had them yet? I haven't. There are, as far as the seltzers are concerned, like I'm not a huge are they better guy, Are like,
1: they better than the Claw? Hmm.
0: They're comparable to the claw, I'd say. Okay. They're they're better than the Natty
1: Lights. Okay. And so Landry Jones just throwing some his first typical Landry Jones interception and like all right, just be better. And he was actually pretty pretty accurate. And he was is much better than when I saw him with my Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, I enjoyed seeing him throw the ball around a little bit more. Bob Stoops. Oh gosh, I love it because some people really hate it, like the invasiveness of interviewing players that have just completely fucked up, right? You throw an interception. You missed a field goal. You called a really bad play. What are you doing? Uh, and their and their delay on on language is so late. Where that's guy... one of
0: the XFL's marketing. Things. Yeah, of course. And it, it, it's one of the new innovations that they've brought to
1: the table. The thing is, Bob soups doesn't like new he, things. He does not. And they he does they, not like change. They tried to get into his heads. They get get into his heads like, oh, Bob, you know, uh, what do you think about this? He's like, nope, nope. You have to go to a different channel. <laughs> D, D, he said, he's like, go up to a different channel. Uh, uh, defense is on right now. Sorry, sorry about that. It's just like, that's the most Bob Stoops ever thing to say, hey, you're in the XFL, respond to these announcers through your headset. And he's like, oh, no, I'm good. I'm just going to tell him to go to a different channel because I'm not paying attention. It's so like, A, he still wants to win, which is cool. And B, the most Bob Stoops thing is to be like, oh, nope, 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 go to a different channel. I, like, I loved that. I loved that so much. And I like the beard. I, looks, I do, it too. It looks good. Tony. Very Tony Stark. Well, he he's got major divorced
0: dad vibes to him. He's not divorced, but he's got major divorced dad vibes. Like someone who's definitely playing golf four days a week.
1: It also looks like maybe he's slimmed down, or just because he's wearing black. I don't know. I th- I think he might have slimmed down. I think he might have. Maybe the stress. He it's a little See, yeah, much, less, less stress less, now, less so he's probably job.
0: in better shape.
1: And Demarco Murray finally came out and said it. And now that where he's around the Sooners twenty four seven again. He finally comes out and says, "Yep, if he was playing during that 2008 national title game down in Miami, he was that they were gonna win that national title game against Florida."
0: Oh, he's correct. He's right. And he's saying what everyone thinks. It's just
1: good to hear it. Oh yeah, and then in, it's great to hear it from him. And, and Yeah, he's yeah, exactly, because this shows the amount of confidence he has and his ability to have back then. And just like yeah, I bet he could still play. On an NFL oh, team... Oh, he totally could. ...right now. Totally. And, like, do you think, like, recruits walk in and maybe feel intimidated by him? Or they're like, holy crap, that's DeMarco Murray. And so, like, they might feel intimidated by his presence as far as, like, him looking way more developed than any of these high school kids... So and that, even collegiate athletes, do you think that these recruits might be intimidated by his presence? I don't
0: think intimidated by his presence, or would just be the excited word. for photo ops. I think I I I don't know, but I I've seen pictures of him with Arizona's backs, and he, he has he has better physique than they do. Most I mean, of like, the time. there's not many people. He who looks call like he could him. play better than them right now. I mean, obviously he's not. He's only like
1: thirty-two. Yeah, and as Lincoln Riley said, now there's no question who's the best athlete on the staff. Like this man. Oh, my gosh. Like he, again, he's not even wearing polos. He's just straight-up wearing the, the Under Armour or, or Nike, like, very skin-tight apparel, and you're like, well, you can pull it off, so good good for you. And I really like him as a running backs coach because, A, I mean, under Kale's tutelage, I mean, a lot of things are there that you like that, and then you bring in, you bring back this Red River rivalry, and you know that when it gets to that point to play Texas, you know they're going to show film of him jumping over his offensive lineman to race to the end zone you know they're gonna show him tightrope and sideline for the touchdown and that'll get him hype and that'll get us running back room hype so that's really i'm really excited for him but another thing is about the current players do you think the current players know about the whole spray tan incident they'll find out they don't know right now but
0: they, <laughs> someone will tell them someone alumni come around and walk around all the time someone's gonna say something i mean like former players, yeah it's
1: it has it has to be there
0: oh totally yeah in
1: some capacity and
0: that see that was a big thing on twitter like that was only like five years ago gosh
1: that was five years ago <laughs> yeah and that
0: was on like it was all over the places like oh, on yeah. sb nation and dead Spin and people, all that stuff people started yeah, was...
1: customizing their demarco murray 29 jerseys with spray tan yeah, instead yeah. of murray on the no back.
0: they they probably know about that God,
1: that's it's it's important but um <laughs> A break from sooner stuff before we go back to more sooner stuff. You are you a fan of Stranger Things? I am. I am. So I'm assuming you saw the trailer that I came did. out. I did. Old so,
0: homeboy is uh, alive as I as I thought. I, yeah. mean, it's, I mean, I they, thought, they I led, I led on to that. that. Yeah.
1: So I mean, if you're a fan of Stranger Things and you haven't watched the trailer, we probably just spoiled it for you. But
0: that's fine. If you don't watch
1: now. Stranger Things, which is a fantastic series. And one of our friends of the pod, and just good friends in general, Brady Trantham, does not like Stranger Things. Come He's on. a hater. Come right? on. Come on. But He
0: also has Mike Muscala's
1: hair. It's fantastic. Fun fact. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Beautiful hair. Beautiful I hair. I admire it. Uh, yeah, I admire it from afar. But it's just like, that's a great show. You need to watch it. Yeah, if you're into science Sci-fi, fiction yeah. or into like 80s movies that mm-hmm. kind of nostalgia mm-hmm. then it's right up your alley yeah i think brady's main thing about it is that like these characters are growing like aging too fast for the plot line. that's true which I, I i agree, I agree. That. that's fair that's a fair criticism of it but back to sooner things there are plots for the heisman park there are two plots i believe actually for a baker and a because i mean they won back to back years um what will their poses be well, Baker obviously I wanna I mean I swear to God they're if it's they're not, not gonna the flag do the plant, they're
0: not gonna do the crotch grab. That was the coolest thing he did. <laughs> but like uh
1: If it's not the damn it, flag plant the, it should, I we it, riot. That
0: would be great. And then Kyler, I think it would be funny to put a baseball bat in his hand just yep. to troll people.
1: Like oh like the Bo Jackson thing <laughs> with shoulder pads, football shoulder pads, and the baseball bat. That would I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. The Oakland A is probably pretty pissed, but I mean Billy Bean wouldn't like it. Even even Lincoln Riley himself. Salt in the wound. Lincoln Riley himself, I think, told George Stoya this. We're just calling out everybody in media, told George Stoya this is that he really thinks Baker Mayfield's Pisman trophy should be the flag plant.
0: Yeah. It should be. just do it. It's not like an offensive gesture. Not Although David Boren did make him apologize because Boren was a
1: bad person himself and a bad person yeah (laughs) and a chicken (laughs) shit but it's just like if it's not the flag plant we are doing something wrong here make it the flag plant kyler murray he wasn't he wasn't as open with the media but we as like fans and media we only got a year with them baker you got three years with this man and he was funny as all get out and then jalen hurts it became like a facade of like what Hard working individual would look like in making workout videos after games after he's not satisfied over because he can't throw over the middle. But it's just like, <laughs> just be like, like even like Radosovich, like the guy is funny and he's trying to inject humor into this conversation because they want to see your lighter side. Because Kyler at least showed it with Eddie and in, in the crew, made fun and, of his... yeah, shit. and uh, it and it even. Bake was funny, even with and It's hard to be funny yeah. with Tram. And they made it work, and it's like this weird caricature you're putting on. I, I don't like it for Hertz. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what Spencer Rattler is because I know he has it's personality. It's going to be fun. I mean, he unfortunately,
0: he's obviously not going to be at Big 12 Media Days this year because he's a redshirt who, freshman. So I
1: know it's I was February. thinking about this too, it's like February. who team captains are going to be. Who's it going to be?
0: Uh, offense, you're going to have Creed. Obviously,
1: Caleb Kelly's is going to be there.
0: Caleb Kelly and Trey Brown on defense. You would you think, think so. Yeah, you would think so. Trey Brown's kind of like a stand-up guy, and he's been playing for a long time. He's a senior.
1: If Ronnie Perkins was a suspended, I'd say him too.
0: He'd be he'd be an option. But as far as you the, think, Trey Sermon might be there. Sermon's got a chance. Uh, Rambo maybe has a chance. Um, I'm trying to think of offensive linemen other than. They, they wouldn't do two offensive linemen though.
1: No, nah, definitely not. Um, Creed will definitely be there, like he was last year. I
0: bet it's Creed. Uh, Kennedy Brooks maybe has a shot. See, I think
1: I was thinking Kennedy or Trey, one of the running backs, because so they're so experienced. And Creed, uh, but definitely Creed will be there. Definitely Caleb Kelly, and it's like who are the two others going to be?
0: Trey Brown, I think Trey Brown's a pretty should bring I, in. I think he's a pretty Gabe Burkich. St- See that there's precedent there. They brought was Cybert was a captain at one point. He was a
1: fifth captain. And Cybert missed kicks, and Gabe Burkage so far has not missed one.
0: He literally has not missed one. He's perfect. I, see, I'm worried about what's going to happen to his psyche when he finally misses one. You remember Roberto Aguayo? Yeah. Florida State, third rounder, right? Yeah, third rounder. Like left early, and he was a he. He sort of like he was picked that highly because partially because of his ability. Yeah. And then also because he was so good his first two years. And then he had that thing at Georgia Tech. I was there in the press box at Georgia Tech. The miracle on uh, Techwood Drive when they blocked his kick and ran it back and he got helicoptered around that dude.
1: Hmm.
0: And he was never the same after that. It ruined him. It's easy to ruin the psyche of a kicker.
1: Yeah, remember Austin Sliberts. Uh, iPad when they had plays and it was just, just put it through the uprights and every time he missed it I missed a kick it was like, oh well let's reference your playbook once again, put it through the uprights. But imagine taking a kicker third in the third round though. God, yeah. Come on, be better. I, can't, I don't even remember who did that, but be, be- was it, it Tampa was the, it was Tampa, yeah. Gosh, be better. Um trying to sell tickets with an FSU guy. Oh brother, where art thou? The Mike Stoops joins his brother on staff. No, I'm not talking the Dallas Renegades with Bob again. I'm talking Mike Stoops joining his brother as a defensive backs coach at the University of Kentucky. You have any thoughts on that?
0: Uh, well, you have this section labeled as "Oh, brother, where art thou?" I would say that Mike Stoops is a man of constant sorrow at this point. <laughs>
1: Damn it! <laughs> I set myself up for that one. I think he actually be good in the SEC. See, yeah, I think so too. Because they pass eight times a game.
0: Well, well, see, not anymore. I mean, <laughs> not
1: anymore. kind of it's it's evolving now. It's making its way. It's mean, making it, its like
0: swing, LSU, Allie. I mean, was running a Big Twelve offense. Alabama oh, is no getting wait. closer to that. Shh, no,
1: be quiet! You're unleashing our secrets.
0: Georgia hired Todd Munkin. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're gonna be, they're gonna,
0: they're gonna try to be good offensively now. <laughs> Gosh,
1: That's but uh, I think you'll be good under under Mark Stoops. I think defensive backs in the SEC. They're recruiting guys that are big enough to play bump and run and guys come up and run support. And I just never thought him and his older brother, Bob, just like they just weren't meant for this league as far as defense. No. Alex Grinch, you see in his first year, took the same players and made them number one in several categories, except what he promised, turnovers. I think those come this year. Um, But, it's yeah, I think it's just so interesting that, you know, this brother to brother, stick together, I guess, man. Uh, They love their nepotism. From Cardinal Mooney to OU to now Kentucky.
0: They're going to bring in, uh, well, what's-his-face, Bruce Kittle probably pretty soon.
1: You know, it's interesting, though, because Mike was at OU, went to be a Wildcat Arizona, and I was a a Wildcat Kentucky, right? Aren't they Wildcats? Kentucky is Wildcats, that's correct. So... He doesn't have to really dig too deep into the mascots he's had to coach under. But did you see Mike Gundy on TikTok today? I don't know what the fuck TikTok is. Whoa, whoa. What? I'm 31 years old. I don't do the TikTok. I mean, okay. I have a TikTok account. Do I? Post? What is,
0: What is TikTok?
1: All right, basically it's this. I'm, I'm, I'm being an old man right yeah. now, but whatever. <laughs> TikTok is essentially Vine. Okay. Okay. Except you can have like different sounds played for you, uh, different sounds that are already made made readily available to you. uh, But otherwise, it's just a new Vine. Okay. Originally, I can get
0: behind that. I liked Vine. It was simple.
1: But now it's like um, there are different things. Like there's like dance moves on it with like music that you have certain dance moves that go to it. But also just funny stories that are there. So I have a TikTok account. Uh, I don't make videos. I just like watch funny videos. I like the ones, and I send them to like my fiance and my sister. I'm like, "Oh, this is funny," and they usually end up with animals or something just stupid or disgusting. But yeah, it's basically just Vine because Vine said they were coming back, and then they just never did because Pornhub offered to buy them, and they said no. So
0: you turn they turned that down. Yeah, they <laughs> that did. That probably would have been pretty lucrative.
1: Lubrative. <laughs> Good uh, grief. <laughs> Sorry. you
0: reached for that one a I bit. D- you reached more than I did for the oh or, brother. Where are I thou? reached around for
1: that one? Uh, oh, okay. Well, that was <laughs> a little better. That was. But, but uh, you know, God, well done. <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll tip the cap to you. <laughs> Gonna on that have one. to stop the podcast. But let's go to our start one bench one cut one before your weekly segment of the Bachelor.
0: <laughs> I don't have much to say about <laughs> the Bachelor this week. I, I just hate. Uh, Peter, he
1: sucks. Let's talk about linebackers. We've, okay. talked about, we've talked about wide receivers and running backs. We're not going to talk about quarterbacks for a minute. That's for the offseason, a little bit later. But Teddy Lehman, Curtis Lofton, Kingfisher, Kenneth Murray. Start one, bench one, and cut one. Here's the thing. Do they have
0: to play in 2020? Because Curtis Lofton uh, is the best player tackler i've ever seen one of the best tacklers i've ever seen like pure tacklers but let's, in coverage he mm, was a liability let's say especially in the nfl uh, they couldn't play him on third down
1: let's say let's, let's place them in their respective places so no not 2020 okay so
0: then i i'll go curtis lofton
1: start one right he, yeah i'd, I'd start I curtis
0: lofton he that was the best season i have seen by an ou linebacker in my lifetime
1: that, he was incredible. Yeah. Um. this next two get a little more difficult. I mean, after, like, he, he
0: wasn't the butt kiss winner just because he wasn't on like the preseason watch list. Yeah. He was the best linebacker in the country in 2007.
1: Yep. And the other two were on watch lists, and Teddy did win the butt. Teddy did win the butt kiss. Um.
0: Let's see. Teddy was great. He over pursued a lot, though.
1: He did. He was had that he had that track speed.
0: Yeah, he was great. He ran a four four. Not um, incredibly
1: athletic. He was fast. But he's super fast and where he needed to be a lot. Yeah. Of course he won the butt kiss. Yeah. You don't win he that did. for nothing.
0: Um God. Kenneth Murray was just so good
1: last year. Dynamic athlete. Man, I wish uh, I wish we would have seen what another year with Brian oh, Odom would have oh, done. God. for him. Butt kiss. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he would he, he was, was w- already in the he was already in the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um Man, that's tough. Teddy was great. I would throw Rocky Kalmus into this discussion, too. Rocky Kalmus was pretty similar to Teddy Lemon. I took Kalmas off a... this list. See, man, Rocky Kalmus, like in 1999, Bob Stoops' first year, go back and watch the highlights of the game at Colorado and watch Rocky Kalmus just all yep. over the field in that game. He was incredible. And he won the Buckus in '01. Mm-hmm. People forget that he's yep. one of the more overlooked. He is. players in OU history as far as like very accomplished guys. And he was. I mean, he and Roy Williams were well, and I guess Torrance Marshall too. Those were the big three on that defense yep. in 2000. Like, I
1: remember that. I remember that Sports Illustrated issue, where as OU versus Florida State, and it was Torrance Marshall and and Rocky Kalmus, and of course Torrance was. Was number ten Rocky was twenty, mm-hmm. or not Rocky? But uh, yeah, Rocky. Rocky was 20. was twenty. And one of the things that they stood at was if, tw- if ten doesn't get you twenty, will because those guys were such dominating incredible, linebackers. Yeah. And then you get blessed with the Teddy Lehman. Yeah, right. After. Teddy <laughs> Lehman was a backup on that team. Yeah, oh, incredible. And so, did you did you bench and cut one? Oh God, um,
0: man. Just on pure ability, I, you know, by the junior year, Kenneth Murray had sort of shored up the gap discipline issues, and part of that was because of the coaching change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the scheme change, too. Yeah, and the scheme change. Um,
1: man. I, I'll, I'll I, make I, a, I loved Teddy Lehman. I'll make it easier. I'll rip the Band-Aid off. I go start Curtis. I bench Kenneth Murray just because of what you're saying right now. Overall athletic ability, prowess. One more under Odom would have been so good, so sweet to see. And then I have, I have to cut the Buckus Award winner, Teddy I, Lehman. I, see,
0: i th- I'm, I think I'm with you there. I think we're in agreement here. I think well, that's the first time. What we've if you agreed take away? On a, what if you take before? away Kenneth
1: Murray and add Kalmus? You have two butt and neither one is starting.
0: Man, I, I... <laughs> Right? Right. <laughs> I'm still keeping Curtis as the starter. Um,
1: man, right? Two and and I, I, Layman I, Layman is not from Oklahoma. No, right? Layman's from Fort Gibson. Fort Gibson. He's Gibson. from Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, so all three guys, all three guys, and, three guys, Rock, yeah, and Rocky was from Jenks. Yeah. So all three guys from Oklahoma: Lofton, Kingfisher, Layman, Fort Gibson. Yeah, and I knew from Fort Gibson, and and uh, Callis Jenks. Yeah. Ah, man. Oklahoma boys. I
0: don't want to choose between Kalmus and Layman.
1: You know what? It's Screw it. I'm I'm gonna
0: bench Kalmus and cut Layman.
1: Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry, Teddy. Yeah. All right, man. I, I'm just
0: I, partial I'm a little biased here. I had a Rocky Kalmas jersey when I was in oh, sixth grade okay. with a custom orange bowl patch.
1: Wow. Pretty dope. i me- I remember growing up and seeing Teddy Layman, and I was growing up. At, and this time I grew was growing up in Purcell. Go Dragons. And uh, when I was playing some football for the school, junior high, I always wanted number 11 because Teddy Lehman was the popular linebacker. I was like, give me 11 because that man is a madman and he is fast and he, he does was. not care. So, yeah, just like growing up, it, it hurts your heart to say you have to cut Teddy Lehman, but yeah. here we are. He's ball. He looks good ball. Oh, he looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, he's in great shape. But uh, he looks like he can go out there and play for sure. <laughs> definitely. All right, it's
0: it, hey. he's good at his job right now too. Oh, he is very good. He's great up there with uh, he's great with Ted, with uh, what's his face? Why am I blanking um, on Toby Rowland? Toby, Toby Rowland. yeah, Toby, he yeah. does a great job on the OU broadcasting in the yeah, studio. I think he does
1: too. All right, well, it's it, it's your floor for the Bachelor, man. Uh, Peter
0: sucks. He is a nothing human being. He's awful. <laughs> he made a horrible choice picking Victoria, who is. Also awful he did pick the one girl he did not eliminate her the girl her dad is assistant basketball coach at Auburn. Well, last name's Pruitt mm-hmm. He looks like the most auburn human being on the face of the earth. He looks like an Auburn student who was like left out in the sun for too long. Mm-hmm. He has like the swoop. He has, like, the attire. He they, The family was toasting with uh, wine glasses, but they had sweet tea in it. Very Auburn. Mm-hmm. Ultra Auburn. Definitely. Very religious. Super deeply self. religious. Very Auburn. Yeah. So, anyway, I think it sort of made the bachelor guy uncomfortable a little bit. Mm-hmm. But whatever. He's terrible. Um, I'm trying to think. Hannah Ann... She didn't used to sparkle with us, but she kind of sparkles with us a little more now. Anna Ann. And they cut who I thought was probably the least terrible one in Kelsey. Okay. So, anyway, Peter, main bullet point here. Maybe only bullet point here. Peter, idiot, bad. He gets whatever bad thing he deserves in life. He's awful. Mm,
1: that's, That's the end of my little bachelor rant. All right. Well, it, it, by the time you guys are listening to this, it might be even Wednesday night because a lot of you guys actually download this and listen to it Wednesday night and then or you're listening to it on your commute Thursday morning. Um, but yeah, it's about, it's getting close to the weekend. You got any plans? Ooh, I'm going to Denver tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. Girlfriend and I are going to Denver. That's fantastic. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Coming back
0: on Monday. What for? Just chill. Her birthday. Oh, So yeah, it'll fantastic. be fun and we're going to do like brewery tours and stuff like that. Brewery so. tour. Ooh, if, going up gonna to Denver. We're going to go to Boulder
1: too try to hit up voodoo donuts if Oh, you, we've done I've done that. Oh, then fantastic. I've done it in both Denver and Portland. It's wonderful. It's it's delicious. It's would you say better than Hertz donuts? It's basically the same thing.
0: I would agree with that. It, it's pretty much now, the same. Now
1: in Colorado, they make special donuts well, for Voodoo. Well, that depend on the price that it's going well, for. Well,
0: she and I are both applying for jobs at the moment, so we are not going to that's do that. That's a good idea. So, that's yeah. There you and go. We're
1: talking about the best bit donut. of a buzzkill, but whatever best donuts is what it is. um but yeah this weekend i think i'm gonna chill i'm gonna watch some basketball i'll watch some more xfl which is growing on me you know they the football is progressively getting better the offenses anyways um and then of course i don't I just have a lot i just have a lot of other things to do is
0: ocho cinco gonna start playing like halfway through the season and
1: be a kicker or something i'm really hopeful that something like that happens be pretty cool but i think that wraps us up do you have anything else i think i'm good all right, well, hey guys, follow us on you know on the internets at CrimsonAndCreamMachine.com. Lots of stuff dropping, and I'm gonna put together a post that will really even will even like take off this 2021 class a little bit more. Uh, kind of offering you a snapshot in the podcast. Go ahead and follow Jack at CC Machine or his personal kind of J Larry Shields. I'm at Cameraobby and CCM. Again, guys, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Google Podcasts, but mostly on iTunes. You can give us a five star review. We really appreciate it. We're at 91, I believe. Still a few away from 100. We really appreciate it to get you guys to get us there. Makes it easier to find and appreciate you guys. And we'll check you guys later.